Seppi, you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. You gonna give this to the clap? Yeah, yeah. Hey everybody, it's Robert Lee from National Fire Radio with Tucker Daly. We're very excited to be on location at Old Engine Number no. 7 Sign Production Company. It's a hobby, it's not an actual company. But anyway, we're here with the one and only Dan <laughs> Soon to Jules. be, though. Yeah, soon, soon to, to be. be. After today, we're going to have to get some lawyers involved, probably. <laughs> so anyway, we're here with Dan. Dan, say hello to the audience out there. Hello, everybody. It's only like 9 million. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. No, I thought there'd be more. It might be. But yeah, hey, who knows? So, uh... Interesting thing about Dan, I have a connection with Dan. I used to actually work at in the city because he's a firefighter. Dan's a dispatcher there. So that, that was how we kind of uh, meshed up to begin with. And he's just a stand-up brother. Um, does his signs on the side. He helped me out with a couple different things when uh, when I was going through some stuff and, and, and a few other people. So we're going to kind of dive right into it here and, and, and get into it with Dan. So what is Old Engine Number 7 Sign Company? Old Engine 7 Sign Company is a hobby of mine. Uh, started, I think, four winters ago now. The kids were at school, and I, of course I have a lot of time off of my schedule, so I'm home during the day doing nothing. And uh, this winter was really cold. Like, you couldn't even go outside. So I couldn't go out to my grandfather's farm and shed hunt for, for deer antlers and stuff like I used to do. And uh, I'm like, I need something to do. I'm bored. And I was just searching the internet one day. I was like, oh, that looks cool. Let me try something like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I did uh, a sign with hose, fire hose, that I painted on. It was tough. I did it for Engine 2 and City of Poughkeepsie. And uh, a couple hose flags, and I saw an actual wooden sign. So let me try that. That looks pretty easy and pretty cool. So I did one for Ladder 1, and it came out cool. And then just I did it more and more, and now they're actually looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. How many so, have you done? <sighs> hundreds. I lost count after 100. Wow. Um, Oh. The first year, my hundredth sign was a Navy SEAL uh, trident for Marcus Luttrell. So wow. that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing that one, and that was in your first year. Yeah, of just like kind of putting it, that information yep. out there. And you know, some were tiny little ones, mm -hmm. and, and some were were big. You know, are, you, are you dating and signing them? Yep. Nice. Yep. Matter of fact, this year I delivered a couple to Yonkers that were dated from 2015. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, so I think uh, we had you do one of the first signs uh, for us in, in Fairview was a, a retirement sign for the secretary who yes. was moving on. And, uh, like, I didn't expect it to happen, but all of a sudden I looked over and I saw everybody was, like, kind of signing the sign yeah. as a farewell. And I'm that's like, great. oh, man. I don't, Made yeah. my day. He was a mor mortified. Yeah, and I was like, like, oh, no, no, that's, that's perfect. Awesome. Oh, this, this artwork is going to get, like... Nope. And then, like, I, I, he, he posted on Facebook, he said, I can't believe how they uh, desecrated, desecrated my sign. And then, like, it was, like, followed up, up with, like, I thought I was. Like, I stopped reading at that point and went to a blackout. mortified. But, like, but, yeah, it was, it was all positive, so it was uh, great. It, it, you can't get any better than that, you know? Yeah, my absolutely. stuff that I do here in the, back then it was the Earl living room, or uh, dining room, sorry. The kids help sometimes, you know, my wife helps. So it's a whole family project. Used to be, they're not so helpful anymore. <laughs> I know how that goes when they get older. Yes. Yeah. Tucker's a, uh, a, a landlord now. Didn't realize he was going to be doing that in his, uh, in his future, but yeah. Awesome. So now, the, the fire service, obviously, like, we all know Dan here, but like, for the viewers that are out there, like, the fire service is a pretty if you haven't figured out from the set that we're on here in the shop, is a big influence. Where did you start your fire service career at, and what was kind of the spark that got you going? Uh, my dad was a fireman. 
and where we grew up not very close to my dad. My parents were divorced when we were young, um, but my stepfather at the time was, we lived in Millbrook, grew up in Millbrook, so you could join Millbrook at 16, which I did. My 16th birthday, I was there. Um, my first call was a fatal farm accident, which was kind of an eye-opener, you know, a little yeah. kid went up in a silo, suffocated, but I had zero part in it, so it did nothing to me. Um, went through the process, become a junior fireman at 16, and I spent a long time at Millbrook, um, made lieutenant there, did lieutenant for three years, training officer. We got married and we moved to <clears throat> Dover, I did two years in Dover, we moved back to Millbrook for two years, I think. And then we've been back in Dover since. Mm -hmm. So 28 years altogether, and it flew by. What What was your What was your first fire? I knew you were going to ask that. My first fire, believe it or not, was a mutual aid fire with Dover. Okay. Yep. It was on Hammond Hill Road. Mm -hmm. I was 16, and uh, it was a car on fire in a garage of a raised ranch. Mm. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, that watching these firemen stop this problem. Mm -hmm. And I remember the the Driver of the first two engines was our old 214 in Millbrook. It was a big Ward LaFrance. It was beautiful, huge. I, I was assigned to help him. So he's like, give me a four to five storts. I'm 16 years old. I just got in. I have no idea what a four to five storts is. So I asked for a 45 stork. And all these babies started showing. <laughs> Whoa. <Yeah. laughs> well, we, we got what we needed, and it was cool. I had my, my pull-up boots pulled all the way up, my long coat. Button to the mm -hmm. top, my my leather helmet without the impact cap. I was I was doing it, you know. You were ready. Now, what was your what was like the, the the first fire like on the line for you, where you were like, hey, like this is like after essential firefighting, because like a lot of a lot of the younger generation doesn't know what essential firefighting or initial fire attack. Thirty nine hours of pure fun. Right. Um, my first fire, and this will be a little bit embarrassing. Um, Canoe Hill Road went to the same house for three fires. They progressed um, through my career. You got the first right? one, we had Scott two A's. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, the, yeah. the air. Yep. We had just gotten 2.2s delivered and they were sitting in the firehouse. My cousin was at the firehouse. I said, hey, if we get a fire, are you going to grab one of those and take it? He's like, yeah, I am. We got a fire. We didn't take those. So we get there. It's a Cape Cod. I was 18. You know, I was, mm -hmm. you know, very young still, not much experience. Uh, Chief says, all right, go upstairs. You got fire in room on your right or left, and fire in room on your left right. I was like, so there's fire on both sides. He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going up there. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm not going up there. I took my mask off and that was it. I was done. I said, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to be a fireman. This is not for me. I don't know what it was because I would really love a do-over. Whole second floor on fire. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it was just one room. It was a room to the right, it was a bedroom fire, the mm -hmm. TV got in the, to the ceiling and just rolled around a little bit and they knocked it down quick and I was the biggest wuss ever. And uh, <clears throat> I made a point to never have that happen to me again. All right, well, that, that, I mean, that's... So we that what forced you yeah. into being an instructor? No, but I did spend <laughs> a lot of time at the fire, and fire <laughs> training center after that, doing live burns, getting confident, and because that was a huge blow to my ego. I'm yeah. like, wow, how can you call yourself a fireman if you don't want to go in fires? And now I look back and I kind of robbed myself of a really great experience because it was a good fire. And then in 2001, it was actually September 10th, 2001, the day before the fire service changed forever, I was newly hired in Poughkeepsie. I was driving home. We got a call for a structure fire at the same house. 
and it was the second floor, and the whole second floor was going this time. And uh, I was on the nozzle there, so I was like, oh, kind so of. So you, you said it was a ranch first. Did it become a two-family? No, no. The first fire on a 16 was a raised ranch. Oh, okay. My first fire on the line but I thought was you Cape Cod. I thought you were saying it was at the same house. No. I was like, oh, okay. I went there three times. The last one did the job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was an eye-opener. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not... It's obviously not for everybody, but luckily it turned out it was for me. That's something that happened like that. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even say anything, but like right. that's well, that's what it is. There's, there's too many guys to know about it to not. Yeah, but know? even that yeah, like it changed you, you though. Yeah, it, it did. changed you, and, and yeah. you did something about it. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. So that's 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 awesome. Yeah, the guys took care of me. They they you know worked with me and mm -hmm. yeah, that, that was kind of an eye opener. But again, like I said, there was not that experience with us. It was. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we were using a Rockwell nozzle, you know? Yeah. We yes. we grew up with some you have crap press one. It's heavy as hell, too. Oh, that is so I think cool. The, the I want the wand. Akron is, is one of the, like, that was modern technology when I yeah. when I started. Like, guys were very excited that we had that. When I that. started, we had these. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Easy, Mr. Taylor. <laughs> we were using those PDQs. These? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Those were awful. Yep. Right. Push them to this the lenses the, uh, and whatnot. This is the workhorse right here, though. Elkhart Brass 1516 Smoothbore. This mm -hmm. is like one of my prized possessions. And it really doesn't know justice being in here in the shop, then, I mean, it's got to go to work eventually. You don't have a garden hose that'll fit that? No, yeah. no. One day we'll increase the pump <laughs> to the house. It's going to end up at the county training center eventually. Um, and really, that's that's the goal is to give them good stuff. Yeah. And if I can get that through work, because you know, I've done a I've done a lot of work for Elkhart, so and I have more coming up. Which so. kind of leads us into our our next question is because we <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff on on your resume that you don't even realize. But like one of the things that I was telling kind of talking to Jeremy about it before we we got here, I said like you know I was like one of the things that Dan's like stand up and you can watch his social media about it, but like. He's at the training center, like, and you know these guys came up from Jersey tonight, so they're like, "Where are we?" And I'm like, and "I said, well, you know where Marist is, because Jeremy went there." I was like, "But we are like an hour away, you know, or 40 minutes away from Poughkeepsie, yep. depending on the traffic." And like this guy goes out to the training center to help out with these classes and to put like his best foot forward and to pass the knowledge along, and I think that's incredible. And like, like what what inspires you to do that? Because I know for some of us, like we get. Like, you know, it's instruction, it can be difficult sometimes. Yes. Um, and I had some really difficult instructors growing up. And you, you, again, I, I don't want to sound like a wuss, but I used to be afraid of ladders. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not doing ladders. And I gypped myself out of so much cool stuff where if I was on that ladder, I could have done this. Um, and, and now I, I love ladders. It's, that's my thing. Um, but my instructors never pushed me. I said, I don't want to do that. All right, well, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to take someone and say, well, I know you can do this because I did it. Right. And I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And then you're going to like it. Then you're going to get good at it. And when you get to a scene, they're going to like, I want him because I not, you know, we know that they're competent and they can do it. So I learned to do a lot of my skills there. Um, so then, how long did it take you to get over that? Or was it forced? As, I forced know, myself. You, yeah. Because a lot you, of times... If you talk it enough, you build up 
a reputation that you kind of have to enforce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you were talk and then had to back it up. That's right. Okay. That's you know, right. I, and when I went to the fire academy before. Uh, Mark Griffin was a lieutenant in White Plains at the time. He's one of our academy instructors. They threw a forty-five. We, we threw. I shouldn't say they. We threw the forty-five foot banger ladder up on the training center at, at, in Westchester mm -hmm. on the tower, and I climbed up it and I came back down. And I, he's like, hey, "What'd you think?" I was like, "Actually, I was like, can I be honest with you? I said, I'm not really good with ladders. So that scared the crap out of me. But I want to do it again because I know that I don't right. have a choice anymore. Right. Like I said, and I, I'm not trying to knock what I did as a volunteer, but I know now that like my job is to go up that ladder if yes. I need it. There's no, I don't want to do this. And he said, he's like, well, then go up it as much as you want. I, I went up and down that ladder like six or seven times at night going through the window or that day going through the window and just <laughs> to reinforce it. And it was like, a, you know, it was. I've never done the up and over. Mm -hmm. oh, but I want to yeah. do that because yeah. that we, will be a game changer. Yeah, we did that. We used to do that for our open houses, mm -hmm. and you know, all the guys would stand out there with the ropes and the, and you go up and over the top. And the first time, you know, it is it's always challenging, God. you know, because it's not like a normal ladder. I mean, usually right. you're on something, mm -hmm. and now you're going straight up, which. It's okay, you know, when you get through the first, maybe even the second, but once you get on to the third, yep. and then you're starting to go up and you think you're getting tighter to the ladder. Oh, sure. You know, and, yeah. you know, you, you're just going slower, and you know, then you get to the top, and you almost take a breath, but then you look around and everything is fantastic, you know, it's Can't like, wow, view. look at this, and you go over the top, and you come down, and you get to the bottom, and you know you were kind of hesitant to go up, but now you're like, I want to go up again. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know. And you know, it's like I tell my kids, you're nervous for nothing. Yeah. And when you do something, you're like, oh, that was it. We no longer do that, but you know that was a great thing. It really had nothing to do with firefighting, other than possibly to get you over that sure Confidence distance building. of the ladder and you know the wow. height, and then you look down and you know. It, you start feeling comfortable after a while when you do it over and over again, and you know it was uh, it was just one of those things. And we didn't have a ladder truck at that time. So you needed know? a wig. And now we do. Mm -hmm. Climbing up the ladder truck's easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that auditorium raise will get you every time. I think. Yeah. When I got to the top, I clipped in with the ladder belt, and I remember thinking to myself, I looked at my leg, and I was like, "All right, bud." You have to get over the top of this <laughs> rung and those two ropes. Yeah. You can do it. And then saying to myself, like, I really hope I can do this or else it's going to go horribly. And, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's that confidence. And then you went to the Westchester, Westchester Academy? Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. have to do Pompiers? No, we were not allowed to do Pompiers. We tried to persuade uh, really? Lieutenant Griffin and Captain Kane, and actually Lieutenant Walsh was our, our lead from Arlington. Oh, yeah. And they were like, nope, we can't. Like, well, we have the net, and they're like, yeah, don't talk about this. Like, the safety net was this thing that we didn't talk about because we were not sure of what the safety net was going to do. Oh, no, it was questionable. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was Neil Caputo. Hey, they worked in out. all yeah. the cartoons. Right. That's what yes. I said. Like, but. Have, yeah. have you had the pleasure of climbing one? Uh, I have climbed them, um, but uh, as far as that net, that that dropped out way before I went to the fire academy. <laughs> but I always wanted to jump into it. No. But, but you know, then seeing actually how it operates, mm, yeah. yeah. 
No, you gotta have much more confidence in those people holding it than any uh, of the yes. instructors or any of the people around you. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they're the ones that are gonna make the mistake. <laughs> now that's one thing I'm looking for for my collection. <laughs> I want a Pompier ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So I know where there is one. Has one by all means. Don't cheap. Hesitate. Cheap. I know where there's a lot of expensive ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> I will make you the nicest sign. <laughs> Fair trade. That's right. So, uh, oh, wait a second. Is that a ladder coming in right now? No, I think. It, oh, well, that's the other goal is to own a fire truck. But that's mm -hmm. that's lottery I hope money. The fire truck's converting into campers. Nope. I have a camper. We have a beautiful camper. Yeah. We actually want a bigger camper. Well, that's, that's why tow it with the fire. Truck. That's why you get a rescue that's truck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I just want to go to a grocery shopping with a fire engine. I, mean, you know. I just want to sit. Honey, you need milk? Blare the Q2 and yeah. wail yep. the power call. So, going in, like, just here in the shop, I mean, like, we've got so much culture and tradition surrounding us. I mean, like, I don't honestly know, we talked about it a little bit before we started filming, but, like, what are what are some of the things that are surrounding us that you can kind of touch on and be like, hey, like, this is like a, I mean, the wall could probably be talking more than we... Something that's special for you. Yeah. Uh, the most special thing is probably the pictures. Definitely okay. the pictures, because... I've done a lot of cool stuff with a lot of cool people. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just the training alone, all these students that have gone through the instructors, Frank, I mean, I love Frank, like yep. more than I probably should, but he's taught me so much that I'll never be able to pay him back. Um, Mark Bendel, Victor, we did the first stair climb down at City Field. Um, Mark Bendel, for everybody that's uh, listening, is a uh, is the one who wrote Mark's rant at the beginning of our, when we first started out on... Uh, on uh, National Fire Radio, we shared it something that he put out there a, a long time ago about love for the job, and uh, and what it was all about. So it's, that's who we're referencing over here in the photo. We'll get a, a shot of that later on, but yeah. so definitely the pictures. There's you know Timbo, mm -hmm. Line of Duty, Death City Poughkeepsie, um, and that's Ray. We call him Ray C.O. He was a City Poughkeepsie Animal Control Officer. Took his own life um, a couple of years ago, and uh, you know that that still hurts. He was a good dude, and it, it was just a bad situation, you know. So, you know, with the uh, with the uh, stair climbs, you got uh, a couple of different um, ID cards up there. <laughs> but the one I can identify with is Chris Blackwell from Rescue Three. Yep. Because I worked at Sloper Willen. I just uh, that was this year, the summer, um, mm -hmm. at the Chief Show. Chief Mater put that to the side so I could have that one. Okay. Um, Paul Tegmeyer done. Yep. For Paul, my first stair climb. Also from Hyde Park, uh, and this is kind of cool. Tommy Foley. Mm -hmm. This is Don Robinson's cousin. Oh, okay. I randomly got this at the first stair climb I did for the Chief Show. I pulled it out. I'm like, wow. gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, one of my good friends. This is his cousin. Mm -hmm. You know, Rescue Three. So, and the, the kids have done the stair climbs. I, I love the stair climbs. We're doing another one in September up in Albany. The Stephen uh, Solar Tunnel to Tower. Yeah, I wore my shirt because I yep. got roped into doing one from Scott Shaw from. Uh, He's a volunteer with us in, in Fairview, yes. and he's down in Montgomery County now. And he, he said it would be a great idea, and I was like, all right, Scott. And I was you know, ready to strangle a little ginger when we got to the top, but it was well worth it. We did uh, the first one we did at City Field. You know, we were in a stadium, and it was pretty steep. Then last year they moved it to Belmont Park. Mm. Not as steep. The stairs weren't as high. <clears throat> it was easy. We're still doing 2,200 steps, you know. And, and like you said, at the end it was still 
we did it. You know, we took all these guys that didn't make it that day. We took them to the top. Yeah, and and that's it's what, symbolic. It's the feeling that you get at the end, not. It, and it wouldn't matter if it was two flights of stairs. Right. You know, it's that we did it for somebody else so that they're remembered, and you know, yep. we're all brothers. And we're raising a tremendous amount of money Absolutely. for the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation and the so FDNY uh, counseling unit. Mm -hmm. Steven Silver Tunnel Tower, they do amazing things. Uh, it's two separate stair climbs. There's there's that, it's the uh, stair climbs in the um, 5Ks yeah. they oh, do yeah, for Steven Siller, like and then the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation do the stair climbs, the golf outings, and other things. The first year I did the 5K for the Tunnel of Towers was pretty interesting because uh, for those of you out there, I was a fireman at the time and my lieutenant was Alan Jones, uh, you know, a great officer and a great mentor, and uh, he was going to flip school at the time. So I'm not, I'm thinking it's a weekend, he's going to be home. So like we come running through the tower, and, or run through the tunnel rather, up to the towers. And we get out of the, out of the tunnel. I'm like, man, that guy looks like Jonesy. <laughs> and I'm like, and I did a double take, but like he was facing all the runners coming out. So I was just looking at the back of somebody's head. I'm like, probably not him. And uh, then <clears> we get, to, we were in the finish line. Some people are like, yeah, did you see Jonesy? And I'm like, he was, that was a him? And they're like, yeah. And then like a, he was dancing on a video, like he, like uh, what's his name uh, was playing, and he was out there dancing. Oh, I saw home. that video. Yep, yeah. Yep. I bumped into the Home Depot the other day getting wood. Yeah, but he, um, like, it was a great experience. And then, like the tunnel or the the, the stair climb. I, one of the things that I remember the most, on top of all the stairs, was that when you do, if you're able to do the stair climb for the Stephen Silver Foundation at uh, the Freedom Tower, by all means, do it. Spoiler alert, the fourth floor is not the fourth floor, it's actually the 20th floor. And the security guy that was there to make sure that we didn't like leave the stairwell, I just remember him saying like, you got to the fourth floor, guys. You only got 96 more to go. And I, I've been walking up for more than four floors. And, and then like the next floor I was like, you're at 22. And I'm like, oh, thank God. But yeah, it was a great, great experience. Yeah. So. And it's something that everyone can do. And that's what I'm telling people around here. Uh, yeah. Mark Christensen from Wasik. You know Mark from yep. seeing around. He's a great guy. And he, he you talk true brotherhood. He's got mm -hmm. it in him. Um, he wants to do it. And my buddy Verge wants to do it. And Verge done the stair climb at the Chief Show with us. Verge is in good shape. Anyone can do the one at Belmont Park. It's not hard. It's just take your time. Hit each step. Do it. Come down. It's amazing. They they give you a barbecue afterwards. The food was insane. Mm -hmm. The opening ceremonies were great. Uh, we saw celebrities. You know, it was it was cool. Everyone should do it. Everyone should go to Belmont Park, the national. Uh... Matter of fact, I've got the flyer here, and it's so cool that they use this handsome guy here on the flyer. And that, oh, that's oh, a... that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, look at that. We got a regular that, That's my claim to fame. I'm going to autograph yeah. those and give them away. Well, we'll, we'll need to get one of those for our wall then. There yeah, we go. yeah, definitely. But, I mean, both my kids do it. My wife did it last year. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, too. Like, we'll kind of say, wait, like, your family is involved in the fire service. And it's one of the most positive things that I think I see, uh, like, out there on social media because like, you have your son with you, you have your daughter, yep. you, have, you have your wife. Like, everybody is kind of involved in this. And it's, it's a great experience because I think for a lot of people, Especially what we talk about on the program is this culture and tradition. We're afraid it's it's kind of seeping out, but here you are forging this Pushing way to make sure well, it's yeah, our job to, to pass it along to like Andrew. He's going to be joining mm -hmm. this year as a junior. Yeah, Natalie in six years. You know, my wife 
was a lieutenant for a mm -hmm. long time, and now she had to give it up to take care of the family. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and keep threatening her. You can come back. You can come back. <laughs> and, and to take care of Bam too. I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, but we're all here too, so why don't we bring him in? Yeah, yeah. let's bring him in. No. <laughs> so everybody, we're here at Old Engine uh, Number Seven Sign Company with uh, our, our buddy Dan Schultz, and now we are going to introduce Andrew and Natalie. This is his son and daughter, and they are both very much. We were just kind of segue into this about how how to have a family involved in the fire service. <laughs> so it's good to have you guys on here. What is uh like what for for you two? What is one of the things that you guys really enjoy about like dad and the fire department and all this stuff that's kind of happening? Sometimes I get to go to Mondays at the firehouse. Yeah, okay. Monday, Mondays are work detail night, so we. So, Andrew, for you, uh, what what's some of the things that you you enjoy about it? Like she said, I enjoy going down on Monday nights, um, mm -hmm. but I also enjoy learning before I'm in, so I have a little bit of experience when I go in. Um, mm -hmm. That way, I get to know how it is. Before I, if I want to decide, maybe do this as a career. Yeah, I right. know before um, I need to make big decisions. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You got time. Yeah, you have time. Yeah. That's always. And more importantly, he's got the guidance. Yeah. When I was his age, I didn't really have the guidance. Like I said, there wasn't a lot of career jobs out there. So mm -hmm. to find someone that knew the ins and outs of civil service and tricks of the trade to get hired, we, we didn't know that. We kind of winged it, and right. we literally got the best candidate because they were the strongest candidate. Now there's more opportunities. There's you know, and, and I kind of know the system, so he's got a good chance. Mm -hmm. You know, he keeps getting told if he goes to Horry County, you know, my mom lives down there. He can get hired pretty quickly because they're hurting for people. They're always hiring. Yeah. Busy department. It's a decent job. Mm -hmm. You're not making the money they make up here, obviously, but the cost of living and yeah, you know, now is the time for him to go when he doesn't have New York bills yep. to Absolutely. sustain. Yeah, and and uh, one of my old partners from Alamo, Matt Rice, is a captain down there. Really? So yeah, he's a. Uh, you know Charlie Nash. Yep, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie? I, I believe Charlie and, and Pauling. And if Charlie yeah. listens in today, he'll be like Italian chief. Yeah, that that guy relieved me late once, and I never let him hear the end of it, and he didn't. Yeah. So thank God for that. But uh, um, yeah, and then there was a um, Mike Sammons was a local medic for Mobile Legend okay. down there. So it was good, good, good people going down. Yeah. Plus, if you get if you get in Horry County, you'll know you'll get a good graduation class on. So, That's right. You know. Well, it's funny. We went down last year for vacation. Yeah. And I got invited to the fire academy. So I met a bunch of guys and checked out their facility. It was pretty cool. So yeah, you get some signs if you go down. So other than the, the the Monday nights, like what are some of the cool adventures that you've got to to take with Dad on with, with some of this stuff? Back when I did singing lessons before when he took me, mm -hmm. we went early and we went around. The place where it was, and he showed me where fires were. Oh, so he took you on a fire tour? Yes. Yeah. Was that in Poughkeepsie? No, it was here in Wingdale. This one road, I've been to a lot of fires in this one road. But, you know, we, we really missed uh, the page with them on fire prevention, so. But yeah. what about your what about yourself? What's one of the cool things that you got to do? Um, I get to, if, if I'm lucky, not anymore, because now he can drive the trucks. So, um, I used to be able to go to some calls with him. Okay. Um, but I also go out to the training center with him a lot. Mm -hmm. I get to learn even That's more hands on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because I've, I've seen the post of you working the bar on the horse entry simulator. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, when I saw it, I was like, that is great. Like, that, you, the other thing is, I see the same face in your father as I see in you with the determination. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to. 
I'm going to force this door. Yeah. Or this door ain't going to survive. That the door in Pauling. Mm -hmm. Pauling has their own door. Now he is, he can come with me to the training center if I'm going as an instructor helper or an instructor, not as a student. Because if I'm there as a student, I'm all in to learn. So he stays here. Yeah. Um, but from watching me, watching Frank, uh, watching Murph, teaching the forcible entry class, he picked it all up. And we're at Pauling one night. He says, Dad, can I try it? I was like, yeah, real quick, before anyone sees you, go ahead and try it. And that, that's the video I took. It was mm -hmm. spot on. Like I love how you say, yeah, before anybody sees you, don't let me videotape you. <laughs> he didn't have gloves on. That know, was the big the thing. safety yeah. police. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we jokingly talk about it because like, we were just down in Garfield, New Jersey, doing an apparatus innovation on a rescue engine. And they opted to put a booster reel. And we had a little spat with somebody on, on the... Uh, you know, from the safety battalion that got activated, mm. like the center yes. linked up and everything about how booster reels were killing firemen. And it was just such a, it was like that, that aspect of our culture. I think they have maybe some well intentions sometimes, but like really it's, it's one of those things that can kind of, yeah. you know. Well, it's a choice thing. I mean, yeah. you know, you look at engines and how they've been built over the last 20 years, things are going back. To, yes. I mean, we, yes. we had trash lines for a long time, and no one had booster reels. Now we're going back to booster reels. Trash lines, uh, you know, those, some of those compartments can get all full of crap in them, you know, just from road. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the road dirt, because you all have those holes in it, so they, they leak through. And it gets dirt in there, and then you never wash that hose. Right. And then when you go to use it, the nozzle doesn't work anymore. So, you know, things go through these cycles. When I came in, we were getting rid of all of the uh, solid bore nozzles because they were bad. Oh, right, yeah. Back yeah. then, it's... And, and we were going to automatic nozzles, task force tip, you know, was the big one especially. And, you know, now we're having both. Right. Or well, something that's a combination. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think over time, right? Like tried and true methods. Yeah. Everything old is new again. Yeah, and that that is very. It's a very good way to put it. Um, and I think you know, just to segue kind of with the, with the kids sitting here and like, what an amazing opportunity, right? Like, I don't know, Dan. I I am overwhelmed by you having us here, your home, your workshop, your kids, and instilling the values of the fire service into your children. And I grew up in the firehouse just like you guys did. Yeah. And to know what it's like to be invited down by your father to go to the firehouse on a Monday night, right? Or to try the door prop, right? I mean, these are incredible opportunities. And, you know, to see tonight being here with you and having your family here. And this is why I just wanted to jump in real quick. I mean, it's not my episode, but I wanted to jump in because I just... <laughs> wow, wow. His episode. All right, I'm going to actually say something. Minute, but... But at the end of the day, like, I, and I'm being serious because, like, I want to capture, I want to capture both your stories. No, that's very. Oh, he wants the little door that I made for the elf on the shelf. Yeah, I made a forcible entry door. Yeah, yeah, You know what? And that's we'll not just with the Christmas it stuff. Is it? It's buried. I was looking around for my elf on the shelf, and then I went into my dad's room. My dad's. The paint room. Up paint room. Right. And I looked, and I see a mini forcible door entry. With one of the, do you have one of the mini Halligans? One of the mini Halligans. Halligan bottle over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of these having right. in her hand enforcing the door. So, a couple things on that one, Natalie, right? So, one, 10 years old, 
Two, you're going to be able to force a door any day now. Mm -hmm. Three, the fact that you know what a forcible door and you know like prop is mm -hmm. and what a halogen bar is, I mean, it's a home run, Dan. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. He's, Having us here tonight with you, I, I just yeah. I can't help but think like you guys are definitely you know will never like you're never going to be allowed to date. And I know that, <laughs> no. but I know that one day somebody's gonna lock themselves out of your house, out of their their car, their house, whatever. And you're gonna be like, "Hey, I got this. Step aside, son." Yeah. And you're gonna like get in there for them, and it's gonna be an, an amazing experience. Dad locked his truck and got got the keys stuck. Yeah. yeah. And, and you opened it up for him. I believe it. Yeah. No, I believe I it. <laughs> no. But I think real quick too, week. like just chatting like with the kids and having the kids on the yeah. set real quick. Like we've never done this before, but. This is all about, no, but I mean, it's good. It's fantastic. Like, I, it doesn't get better than this because there's so many kids, and we have a lot of kids that watch us too, mm -hmm. you know, that are just newly into the fire service or they, they're parents and they're, they, they love the fire service. And it's a true testament to what it's all about. And to have your children here tonight with us and just to capture their story real quick. And I know you guys do the stair climbs with your father, right? And you were talking about the stair climbs before, and we, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but like for you guys to understand the story behind it, right? Like your father shared the story with you guys, and and why this this stair climb exists. Because before September 11th, 2001, there, there was no stair climb, right. and um, and I think for you guys uh, to understand that and to just grasp on that, I think it's huge. Like I considering neither one was alive at that time. Of course, yeah. of course, to instill those values and those ethics and those morals. Right? And to really understand like what it's about sells the fire service. The fire service well, it's part of right? the family. Yeah. It's part right. of the brotherhood. Right. It's part of the whole thing. And that's right. how, you know, with the junior programs, that's how you build everything. The kids learn, they want to become firemen. Yeah. And they love right. it. Yeah. I mean, and as long as the people who are instructing them love it in the same way, you're gonna have good outcomes. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And I'm so glad you had us here. And I'm glad you're sitting here and you get to see yourself and all your friends might see this, but it, you, I think it's your great. friends are going to see that. But let me ask you this, right? So, so I have my, my kids are, are very close to your age and then I have two older kids that are older and don't, you know, they don't care about me anymore. But at the end of the day, right, like, like your father, I mean, you must look up to him and think that it's an incredible thing that he does, no? Yeah. To the point where us flipping tires, hitting them with sledgehammers is awesome. Yeah. How see, now you're practicing to get the job. You're yeah, I, you didn't get, get to the see job. the driveway. We've got a couple big tires, track a tire, and I flip them, hit them in the hammer. They have a tire. They, oh, nice. Yeah, we do gear, air pack. Right. Uh, blast mask, right? The blast mask. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Who aren't sponsoring us for the wives? Just throwing <laughs> it out there. <laughs> And can you use the uh, big sledgehammer there? We don't use a sledgehammer, we use the pig. There you go, yep. pig. Careful now. That's what we do all our training with, is with the pig. Eight pounds of special stuff, huh? Eight and a half pounds of kick-ass, yep. And, I mean, I just, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? It's exercise, it's training, it's this and yep. that. But you know what it is? It's you spending time with your kids. And it's you spending time with your kids in a way that you love and instilling those values into your children. And I think that's huge. Like, I, we don't yeah. find that no. much. My wife some days wants to strangle me. My kids forget who I am. Mm -hmm. And then other days I try to, you know, be home as much as I can and so on. But it's the love for the job. It's the love for the family. But at the end of the day, the love for the job is family. 
Right? Yeah, it starts at home, and it's the support of your beautiful wife, who's off camera, who does not want to be on camera tonight, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. Beautiful. I agree. And and your kids, and just being here and in your shop, and you welcome welcoming welcoming us into I can't talk into your shop. Tonight. But you know it's, that I also have a gift. I so rumor had it. I mean, there was. Yeah. This has been all right. So let me preface this because I long intro. This is no. This is <laughs> this is Rob's show. I'm like. This is the hold on. Let's just preface it this way, right? So from day one, we we started our platform, and I know Sebi's filming this, and I want this on camera because I want this to be part of what we do. We started this back in February of this mm -hmm. year. It is only August now, right? Oh my God, it's August. Wow. So August, right? Here we are. Yeah. And we've, I think, come a long way with what we've been doing, and we've been gaining market share. And I think why it's so successful is because of the fantastic brothers and sisters out there that follow us, because we're putting out original content and things that people want to mm -hmm. see, and we're bringing real stories, the kids, the story, the brotherhood, the family, sharing fires. I mean, all of that, right? That's what it's all about. But from day one, Dan, you have been a fan and a supporter of us, and we've been a huge fan of yours. And I, I'm, thank you. I'm in all of the work that you can do because I cannot do anything like that. I mean, I just, I think it's incredible, and it's an incredible craft. But I'm sitting here tonight like a little kid on Christmas because I know you that you did a sign or something for us, and I don't know what it is. I well, don't torture you. Like you can get it later. So. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to but anyway, long story short, Every we time thank you. Ask, we wait another five minutes, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your support, and, uh, <laughs> and we appreciate it because you've been there from day one when we started. Thank you. And we support you 100%, and that's why we're here tonight, and uh, we wanted to share that with you. So, pretty cool. What are you doing? I made it. That's uh, You have a logo in your shop or in your studio. Yeah. I didn't want to mimic that. I wanted something different. It's awesome. And I made it smaller so you can keep everything else that's in there. I don't want to overwhelm it. So, how cool is that? That's awesome, man. Nice. Simple, but effective, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. fun that you have it on your arm somewhere. It is very similar yeah, to is, my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. That is cool. There we go. That See, is fantastic. We are so good, he's already done a tattoo. That's <laughs> my National Fire <laughs> Radio tattoo. That's very cool. This is going front and yeah. center, man. And thank you, brother. Thank you. I really yeah, appreciate you. it. Thank you. This Blake. is cool. This is so cool. Much. Everything that we're about, this is what it's about. It's <laughs> about the brotherhood. What's it's about family. It's about mm -hmm. right and wrong. Oh, you got that? Yeah. Oh, I got that. Good work. That's cool. Because That's you really guys cool. are doing amazing work. And Thank you, brother. Like I Thanks. said before, you're you're taking Thank off you. like wildfire, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's good. Very it's good. cool, brother. Thank you. This is awesome. Yeah. Signed on the back. Always. Sure. Keep up the good work. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Brother, this is going Thank front you. and center. And uh, guys, this guy's an all star. So hit him up, check him out on social media. I'm going to step out now. I got what I wanted. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye -bye. No way. This oh, is going to have to find another ride home. This is awesome. <laughs> Tractor <you>. supply. This <laughs> is super, super, super cool. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank that you. Is, that's huge. So, And we thank you for following and so on. We really do. But, um, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, let's uh, we'll, like we'll, we'll transition a little bit here. Um, like, what's a like the fire service? Like, obviously, like we you know if, it, if it, we haven't already figured it out, but like, what are some of the the memorable things that have happened 
for yourself and your career that you like really hold dear to your heart about like you know like you're like yeah like this is uh this is the place for me there's been a couple things over the years um when I was in Millbrook, I was a lieutenant, I, and I really enjoyed being an officer. I liked that that command part of it. I thought I was good at it. Um, mm-hmm. I had an awesome, awesome fire chief, Tony DeMarco. He's chief of Hudson in Columbia County now. Okay. Talented guy. Um, probably the best fire chief I know, and I know a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think you'd talk to us? Yeah. Tony, you're going to talk to them. They'll bring you cinnamon buns. Because <laughs> when I would get in trouble, officer meetings, I would bring him a cinnamon bun. And I wasn't in trouble anymore. But he let me, and Brian Hay was deputy chief. We had a fire, and officers were issued air packs. I had, got there, I was first on the scene, working fire, we're doing our thing, put my air pack on. Tony would come up, he says, what do you need? I said, I got this, this, and this, this, something, you know, going so far. He's like, all right, keep it up. And he would go be a fireman. And I learned more from him by doing that, you know, than watching him. A true definition yeah. of mentorship right Absolutely. There. Succession, succession training. Mm-hmm. He was letting me, he wasn't going to let me go far if I were making a mistake, but he let me be the incident commander. I, I ran uh, two good fires and then a natural gas explosion where we had to fly two people out, which was really sketchy. <laughs> so yeah. that was cool. Um, so that was that was one good mentorship. Um, Lou Casanelli was was one of my chiefs way back when when yeah. he was a volunteer before he got on the job, and I learned more from Lou probably than almost everybody except for Frank. Frank's bar none the, the one that's taught me the most. Um, but you know, it's so much at the training center. That's kind of my thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, my grandfather had a farm. I was big into archery and deer hunting, and, and that property that that. Gramps Land, as we call it, that was where I would go to get away from the craziness of public safety and, you know, just be myself and, and kind of let it all out and relax. Mm-hmm. And when Gramp died and the farm got sold, I had nowhere to go. And I didn't realize it until recently that when I go to the training center, it's kind of taken the place of Gramps Farm because I can be myself. It's, it's, it's my area. You know, it's... It's kind of hard to explain, but it... You let your hair down, essentially. Yeah, you know I mean, and, uh, yeah. To a certain extent. You know, you still have to be professional and yeah. and train the kids. You know, I say kids, because they're all kids at my age. Um, but we've had older guys come through that are rock stars, too. The students. Um, it's just amazing to watch them learn. Day one, they get there, they're scared. They have very little training. And by the last day, they're not perfect by any means, you know, but it's cool to watch them. How many students on. do you put through a year? Um, classes range from, I think the smallest was like 12 to one of Carl Q's classes was like 30 some odd, maybe 40, I don't know. It, it's, it's a decent amount. And what's amount. the total for the academy for the year? Do you have any? I don't know, no. It's, no. it's tough because you have so many, they have county and state classes right. through all yeah. so it's a mixture of both. Yeah. I, I applied for the county fire coordinator position mm-hmm. for training, so fingers crossed that would be nice. Mm-hmm. I would know that answer then. Who do we have to call? <laughs> no, no, no phone calls. So, if I don't get it, I don't get it. I want it all, all on yeah. me. One of the uh, one of the things I think, I think too is like for a lot of us is like I, you know I talked about in the beginning is like being in the uh, starting out my, my career in Poughkeepsie and having you on the other end of the radio, um, and I think that like my mom retired after you know numerous years in Sullivan County as a mm-hmm. one supervisor, but it's a it's a part that's often looked as a dispatcher and. 
especially when you're involved in the fire service, because now you have this like yin and yang of of, of yeah. the other side of the radio. Like, and I was telling Jeremy and and Tucker and Sebi about like the old three bells in Poughkeepsie, and you got you know when you got multiple <laughs> calls hitting the game ball system, and then I don't do anything. Uh, I'm extra. That's that's what you guys call it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm extra. I, I, I do things a little over the top. But we, you know, I even say, like, you know, the attention engines yeah. one, two, three, ladder one, ladder two. I'm oh, a big fan of traditions. And, yeah. yeah, and we keep that alive. And, like, you know, in your career you've had how many incidents? Tons. You know, and, like, is there anything that you can say, like, from that? Like, well, first off, like, there's got to be, there's always things to learn from the radio. Absolutely. And I think well, Ed Decker is an example. Well, let me of ask you too, this. But, I mean, you guys are dispatchers, or have been, and uh, I've never done that end. Is there like, what do you see differently from dispatching as being on the job? Or, you know, I've been incident commander of a lot of things and I've bounced off stuff off the dispatchers, but I've never gotten a feeling of what they're feeling, uh, you know, how they're reacting. You're not seeing the scene, it's not in front of you. Right. You're kind of getting Which it helps from a little bit. people's eyes. Um, so, Take me through that. All right, it, we're lucky in Poughkeepsie. We have street cameras. Oh, and yeah. If you okay. couldn't tell, I'm a little bit of a buff, so I'm so pointing every single yeah. camera towards where the incident might be. If I see a smoke column, you'll know there's a smoke column, and I'll tell you what color the smoke, what the velocity of the smoke. Mm -hmm. So, but if we can't see it, it kind of makes things easier in that facet because I don't have that sense of urgency. I know. All right, we have a fire. Right. Captain gets there, ship tour commander. He's like, oh, I need this, 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 and he might. I'm not because he might forget something because they, they usually don't, but I don't have that pressure on me. It's not right in front of me. Right, that's and if I'm he saying. doesn't say something that's on the list of like 1075s of working fire, right? If he doesn't say, give me, you know, notify the water department, I'm doing that anyway because I don't have that urgency and I know it's got to be done because it's, it's on a list in front of me, but you know. Um, but you also don't get that closure. Like, I'll take a call for something yeah. and. It could sound really bad. I had a kid that, it was an overflow call. We are the county's backup center. It's a kid in LaGrange, this was years ago. God, probably 15 years ago. Father's frantic on the phone. The kid fell and scissors punctured her chest. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she's got scissors in her heart. She just, right. little baby's gonna die. And it was nothing, really. Because I finally found out years after I asked one of the medics that was there. But I, I, I kept thinking about it. What happened to this kid? What happened to this kid, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so you never close. get the end of the call. Right. It's just the last call to say, we're returning, or right. in this case, we're going to exit in the hospital. Right, but in that and case, I didn't, because it wasn't even in the city of Poughkeepsie. It was a county call. Oh, wow. So he's passing information right yeah. now. Right. And then, yeah. Right. Well, I, and I was just want to you know, jump in, like, with the, uh, like, I, I always think about uh, retired Deputy Chief Decker, mm -hmm. and how he always had that calm mannerism on the radio. And oh, I think that one is so key. Oh, like yeah. super calm. But like, it's like if, if I played back these tapes for you, uh, and maybe you know somebody can help us get some of them. But like, um, but seriously though, like this guy when he got on the microphone and he transmitted, you listened to what he said, even if he wasn't talking to you because mm -hmm. he just had that. And I think like that's a unique uh, um, perspective because you're a firefighter, but you're also getting these amazing size-ups from right. these officers who in my world are like all-stars and are setting the, the example for all of us. And two of the best were, rest their souls, both of them, Captain Sykes and Captain Brower. Mm -hmm. we had, well, you were on the job on Hooker Avenue, right? 
I, that was just before I got hired. Okay. Across the Chad across was there. The street. Yeah, Chad was there. That yeah. was amazing. I mean, he pulled up, and it's two houses and a garage going, and there's people inside, and and he's he's calling me. He's like, you know, car ten to dispatcher. Back in the day, they said that. And uh, I go ahead, Cap. He's like, yeah, and he's coughing because he's in the smoke. He's inside the building because that's <laughs> yeah. Captain Brower. Right. He was. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, uh, we have heavy fire. Oh, oh, two houses, and he, he asked for something, and I said. Cap, can I get you an engine out of Arlington, maybe with manpower? And he's coughing. He's like, yes, that'd be great. Let's invite them to this party. <laughs> Officers. Like, that oh, was I a, like you know, that. but like, it, we, we were in this particular street where the neighborhood was very involved in what was going on as mm -hmm. far as like making sure that we were moving faster than we should have been. And they were pretty upset. And one of the guys that he referenced, Chad, was a police officer. And I never got to see Chad as a police officer. I never knew him as a police officer. And there was no doubt on this night that when this guy grabbed the hose and said, I'll take you to the fire, and he took the nozzle out of his hands, the nozzle came back, and then, like, the cop turned on in this turnout gear. And, I, and I'm sitting there putting my mask on. I'm like, Chad, like, I think you got the point. Let's, and then, like, he went right back in the fireman mode. But, like, okay. it was just uh, he requested a compliment of police officers. Yes, yes. And Captain Sipes, we would burn the whole city down, and he would just yep. be like, okay, give me one more engine. Okay, give me one more engine. Okay, give me one more engine. And... <laughs> Both good dudes, and we miss them terribly. Mm -hmm. And I believe, like Rob saw before, I have Captain Brower's lieutenant helmet on the wall. His daughter gave me, and that is probably my most prized possession in this whole room. Which yeah. One is the white one, the PFD. Yeah. Right here. Salty. They said if yeah. it were, if it could one. talk, it would cough. There might be a, a nail in the eye ring. Gotcha. It'll come off. It'll come off. Are you breaking more stuff, Jay? Breaking the place. Mm -hmm. the what 80, I do. As the 80s Rob didn't break it. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Don't put it on. <laughs> no one's worn this except Captain Brower. And that was when he was lieutenant. He was lieutenant when I got hired. So when, when I uh, when I got hired, I was in the in the bunk room one day just watching television. And he came in here and he was like, no, Captain, let me just uh, stay, stay where you are there, kid. Uh, welcome to the group. Well, well, welcome to the group. I want, I want to tell you a little, little story, all right? Uh, when you get the fire, okay, when a call comes in, the fire's going to be burning, all right? You're going to walk out to the rig and the fire's <laughs> going to be gone, okay? You're going to put your gear on and, and jump in the engine. The fire's gonna be gone. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll drive there in a uh, in a prudent manner, and the uh, <laughs> fire's gonna. And when we get on, <laughs> the fire's gonna rip stem the stern, kid. But I'll stem uh, the stern. I will burn every house down in this city, and you and Tim Flynn will have uh, an empty lot to look at, but you'll be there alive, and that's, that's all right. I care about at the end of the day. And that was, nice. and I just remember I was like, wow, like, and you know, amongst other mannerisms that the guy had, but he was just an amazing mentor in that gentleman aspect. One hundred percent gentleman. gentleman. So he's a good guy. How did you come across that helmet? Like, the, how, how did you acquire it exactly? His daughter used to be a city Poughkeepsie dispatcher. Okay. And she knew I collected helmets, and one day she came in and said, Here. And I was like, What is this? She was like, It's my dad's helmet. Really? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. He died of medical problems. Yeah, he, he got real sick, yeah, Alzheimer's. He got Alzheimer's, so he's, you know. Because of the smoke? Uh, nobody knows where Alzheimer's kind of comes from, but it ran in the family a little bit, and. You know, the the thing was is that when he got, and, the, and I think it's a good takeaway just to kind of live in his legacy, is that when he found out that he had uh, the diagnosis, he, his first reaction was to go in the, in the chief's office and say, i got to step back, I can't put the men in danger. Yeah. So. Wow. And a cool story, too, is Captain Sipes. Mm -hmm. His son's a probie in my firehouse. Nice. Not a probie awesome. no. Matter of fact, he's probably coming off probation. And... 
I see things in him, I'm like, oh my God, there's Captain Sykes. Mm -hmm. well, one of the things that I was always disappointed never happened is, uh, and, it, and it, more so for the people watching this from Poughkeepsie, is uh, uh, Captain Brower stopped by my, uh, my house that I was renting from Dennis Flynn one day, and I never let him back into uh, right on the walls. He was always going to write on the walls to bust Dennis's balls, but he never got the nice. chance to. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it was like, so it was good, good times. So yeah. But yeah, hit on the scare So what was your first scare climb? The one that we did last year? In Long Island, Belmont Park. So Belmont Park. And what, the what National. Was, what was your first scare climb? Would it be two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, two years ago up in, um, mm -hmm. up at Turning Stone Resort. Okay. The Chief Show. We've done that two years in a row. That's a killer. Yeah. It's in the stairwell of the uh, tower. That's the New York State Chief show yes. now? Yep. yep. It's a killer for me, because mm -hmm. I'm doing it in full turnout gear, leather helmet, and air pack. Yeah. Right. Not for him in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I understand that the stairwells get a little humid. Uh, yeah. Yes. This year, luckily, they got some uh, positive pressure fans, oh, and they yeah. charged the stairwell, yeah, and so it was a godsend. It was great. Yep. What are they Checked off some JPRs. fan? Yes. We had those up at Well. I gotta say, I mean, we'll 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 do some after after stuff, but like this has been great, yeah. and we'll like we'll wrap it up. Uh, you know, thank Why you. Why don't you grab a couple signs and? Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna? Yeah. wanna... Yeah. I'll show you some of these. I'll throw a couple signs up. This is uh, probably one of my favorites. I love the black and gold. Mm -hmm. The pipes and drums for Captain George Smith, a friend of mine. Engine uh, 304 ladder 74. He's the captain of the truck. We got special operations over Squad here. Squad 11. Yeah, Yonkers is getting a new firehouse soon, so uh, mm -hmm. I'll make sure it's well appointed once they get it. <laughs> um, that's their officer's union. So I, I like so doing the Yonkers stuff. What this, is your connection then with Yonkers? I used to work EMS in the city down there and okay. uh, have some friends down there. And I'm just a, a big Yonkers buff. <laughs> I know there's a lot of guys that are like... like <laughs> Boston buffs and, and New York City buffs and I just I'm a Yonkers buff and I collect Yonkers stuff. I know I'm scouring eBay, Craigslist, retired guys. Okay. Uh, I've been pretty lucky to find so, some cool stuff. So incredible. Well, once again, on, on behalf of all of us here at National Fire Radio, thank you for having us. It's no, been thanks great for to coming. This is amazing. Thanks to your shop. family for this. Yeah. Thank you guys family for coming Set up a dad. And my dad jokes. And the sawdust. Anyway, everybody, this is Rob from National Fire Radio, Tucker Daly, Dan Schultz, and his lovely children. We will catch you guys later. Thanks for tuning in, and be safe out there.